You're listening to the Marnie on the Move podcast live from the UFOS Recovery Lounge pop-up at Ironman World Championships in St. George, Utah. I'll tell you something about positive self-talk. You get to go to bed with you every night. You get to wake up with you every night. You get to brush your own teeth every day. And the person that you're looking at in the mirror, they'd better be your biggest advocate. And some days you have it and some days you don't. But the way you talk to yourself, it matters because it can be a snowball effect and that you want it to be a building snowball, not a deteriorating one. That was Andy Potts. This is Marnie Salop. Thanks for tuning into my podcast, Marnie on the Move. Each week, I will be inviting interesting, innovative movers and shakers to join me on the show and share their story. You will discover and hear from thought leaders, experts, influencers, and entrepreneurs from the worlds of wellness, sports, beauty, fitness, fashion, and more. Marnie on the Move will feature an eclectic mix of people I know, work with, and think are generally doing cool things. On each episode, I sync up with my guests about life, career, and training, and showcase their expertise and story. Welcome and welcome back to the Marnie on the Move podcast. I'm your host, Marnie Salop. Today, I sync up with world-famous American professional triathlete, triathlon coach, and co-founder of AP Racing, Andy Potts, live from the UFOS Recovery Lounge pop-up in St. George, Utah. Andy Potts is a legend on the global triathlon racing scene, where he has been competing for two decades in over 200 races. He is an Olympic triathlete and competed in the 2004 Olympic Games, a 30-time Ironman 70.3 champion and the winner of the 70.3 World Championships in 2007, He is an eight-time Ironman distance champion. He got fourth place in Ironman World Championships in 2014 and 2015, and he has won 58 first-place finishes overall and has been nominated by USA Triathlon Triathlete of the Year four times. He is an incredible athlete, a wealth of triathlon knowledge, and overall a super cool person. Side note, Andy gave me my second Ironman 70.3 medal for finishing, to be clear, at Timberman back in 2015. Andy and I caught up a few days before Ironman World Championships in St. George, Utah, just two weeks ago, to talk about when he got his start in triathlon, the early days, and how far he has come as a pro athlete, still competing at 45. He shares why he started coaching and the mission behind launching AP Racing with his co-founder and business partner, Daniel Brianza, which has over 300 athletes. Andy offers his advice and expertise on the importance of positive self-talk and how to turn a bad day into a good day. We talk about race recon, prep, and when exactly to arrive at your race destination prior to race day. He shares the value of dialing into your watts on the bike and analyzing that with how you actually feel. We talk about Andy's race day nutrition and we talk about how 
Andy and all of his athletes are using Inside Tracker to really dial in to their personalized nutrition and get an inside look at their key blood biomarkers for racing and training. We also talk gear and his super cool bike from Diamond Bikes and the pinnacle wetsuits that he personally designed based on years of swimming and triathlon experience. Andy also offers great advice on how to swim in cold water, overcome panic attacks, and his own personal open water swim challenges. He also sheds light on the parallels between triathlon and life. I hope you enjoy what you hear. If you do, leave us a review. It's easy. Head over to your Apple podcast app, wherever you get your podcasts. Click on Marnie on the Move podcast, scroll through the episodes, click on the five stars, and click on leave a review. Tell us what you love, what you're listening to, what you enjoy, and share this conversation with your friends on your social channels. Take a screenshot when you're listening and tag us. We'll tag you back. Now, on to my conversation with Andy. Thank you for being here. Thanks for having me, Marnie. How long have you been here now in uh, St. George? All right, so I live pretty close. Uh, it was about a nine-hour drive, so okay. I drove in last night. Great. Um, yeah, there's a little bit of science, but a lot of it is like the vibe and feel. If I usually come in too early to a race, any type of race, um, I find that I get stale in that window where, unfortunately, I think a lot of age groupers hit the window, and they arrive in the stale window, and they have a just a, a mixed bag of a race. I do have some good science and knowledge and experience behind you either want to race within three days of showing up or after day on, on or after day eight. What is to be said about doing course recon and checking out the roads that you think do that another time or it's... So my stock answer for that one is I'll see it on race day. Okay. <laughs> um, now I, I will preface this by saying that I do get a unique view, right? Because I have the opportunity to go off first. Everybody gives me a head start, not my um, peers and not my competition, but there's not a lot of congestion on the road. Uh, the one thing is we do surprise like neighborhoods and, and people that the race has started. Yeah. Uh, so that's always interesting when dog dogs are out there or cars just, they know the race is going to happen. They just didn't know it's happening right now. I, I do a recon based off of like course maps and you can get, you can get a good feel for it. And I think the wealth of experience that I've had in training, I take what I know and I apply it to what I don't know. And that's really common theme for a lot of my like mental strategies. And I, I'm like, oh, this is, this hill is just like that hill. So I will know about markers, like how long the snow Canyon climb is, um, how, you know, is there anything I should know, anything obvious that sticks out on a race course? Like what are the, the key components? But in terms of the actual minutia and the details, yeah, I figured out on race day. Yeah, no, I love that approach. And, and so you've been racing for how long now? Yeah, so I started, I did my first professional triathlon in 2002. So this is 20 years into it. Yeah. Um, and then I did my first international trip uh, as a part of a national team back in 1994 uh, with swimming. Okay. So we're coming on 30 years of international racing. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's been, it's been a, a trip for sure. And so you have so much experience that now here you are at World Championships in St. George and 
this is your strategy. Like you'll come the night before. You're going to see the course when you see it. You've been here before, though. I have. And so yeah, yeah, I've been here twice. Yeah. Uh, when it when it was seventy point three. So there is that as well. So it's not like I'm just. Uh, it's a bunch of naive uh, attitude and nonchalance about it. And now, are you also doing Kona? Well, I haven't qualified, so I'd like to have the opportunity to race there again. If I race fast enough on Saturday, then maybe. Okay, cool. Yeah. I, I would take the slot and I would race, yeah. um, but I have to qualify first. So. That's amazing. And so you've been you know, doing triathlon as a pro, but mm-hmm. then you also started coaching. So when did you start your coaching business? And tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, the coaching business is... I always thought this would be my exit strategy years ago as I was kind of getting older, longer in the tooth with my racing, I thought, okay, I'm trying to build up my, uh, acumen and experience with coaching Yeah. and slowly segue into it. I just haven't segued fully into coaching because I'm still racing, but I started in, uh, 2015 and we've been building it ever since I started with, uh, my manager and partner, his name is Daniel Brianza. He and I, we host camps around the country. Oh, cool. Um, internationally as well. We've been to Brazil. Yeah, we actually have one coming up in July. Uh, we usually, it's two or three a year, and it's pretty immersive. It's six days, five nights, and we'll try to pin it around like an Olympic training center or an Olympic-type experience, something really unique. And, yeah, I'm a part of the whole, whole scene. Yeah, so tell me the name of your, of your company. Yeah, it's called AP Racing, and the website's Andy Potts Racing. AP Racing was taken by, .com was taken by, I don't know, some like of parts course. manufacturer. Yeah. I think it was like uh, race car drivers. And so how many athletes do you have now? Uh, we're over 300. Oh, wow. Yeah, not quite 400, but definitely over 300. Uh, we've got 20 racing at the uh, Ironman World Championships. That's so awesome. Very exciting. Uh, but we have more people in that four, 12 to 14 hour range for Ironman athletes than anything. And they do bring they bring a great attitude. The whole reason we started coaching, yeah. Daniel and I, is what, what do we find that the sport has and what's it missing? And how do we leave it better than we found it? And so that's been our mission. And so what is that? How to leave it better than we found it? Yeah. Um, well, we want to lower the barrier to entry because triathlon is an expensive sport. Right. So every sponsor that signs on board with me, we yeah. go into uh, and offer everybody on AP Racing uh, a similar discount. So okay. we try to lower the financial barrier. Okay. Then there's the acumen barrier. Like how do I gain all this knowledge on three different disciplines and apply it to an a sport that combines all three and what there's so much to know. How do I, how do I not reinvent the wheel? So there's that, that barrier we try to lower. Um, and then the access just, I guess it's access to sponsors, but access to the knowledge and access to cool stuff with cool people. That's what we say all the time. Let's do cool stuff with cool people. Yeah. That's awesome. And so who are some of your sponsors now with the team? Yeah. So with the team, um, it's diamond bikes, uh, hoob wetsuits. Uh, I actually developed a wetsuit with them. Oh, cool. It's it's an AP racing wetsuit. Okay. It's called the pinnacle. Took every ounce of knowledge I have from swimming and poured it into that suit. What is it? What was like one of your like things that you felt was missing? That was the problem that you wanted to solve with the wetsuit with triathlon people sink their legs like they have heavy thighs or the legs get heavy and they just don't have a, a propulsive kick. So we want right. to take the legs, move them up out of the equation and have you swim downhill. Okay. And when I grew up swimming, we would swim on your side and then we turn to the other side, swim on your sides. Right. But now swimming's flatter. 
Okay. So we designed a suit to flatten you out in the water, um, reduce injury by keeping you flatter with shoulder rotation okay. and lifting the legs. Oh, that's smart. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, because I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like, you know, one of the first things I learned when I was train like training for triathlon was not to kick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which I think is ridiculous because, I mean, how are you supposed to beat people if you're not kicking? <laughs> you want to kick a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but the legs need to play for the bike and the run yeah, as well. You got to save your legs, but then how do you get out of the water? <laughs> That's the... The balance. You know, yeah, the absolutely. Sl- the slippery slope. Uh-huh. Yeah, so what, who else is on board? So, um, so what about Diamond Bikes? I haven't heard of them. So, yeah, so yeah. Diamond, they make a... Like, their time trial frame is... Uh, it's, a, it's a beam bike, but it has been tested as... Uh, if it's not the fastest, it's definitely one of the fastest bikes out there. I, my contention is, is that it is the fastest bike, um, and I don't have to overcome anything because I know that bike is really going to gallop when I want it to go fast. How long have you been riding their bikes? Um... A little over a year. Okay. And it's fast. Awesome. Yeah. I actually had not experienced a fast bike oh. until today, and now I know what it feels like, and I can't go back. Okay. Yeah. I do recommend people need to have a basis starting point. Yeah. I grew up on like a beast of a machine. It was made out of steel. Right. So when I get these new bikes with that are designed to go straight and fast... You can appreciate it a little bit more. And the wheels too, obviously. I mean, that's important. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So uh, about who, is, who else is on board? Vision for Okay, wheels. so wheels. Yep. Oh, yeah. That was the wheels I had yep. this morning. They were amazing. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. And uh, Infinite is okay. my drink sponsor. Nutrition. Yep, yeah. Nutrition. Um, and I see that actually you've got Inside Tracker here on this Yeah, mic. are you part of Inside uh, Tracker? Yeah. I think it's because it's that acumen yeah. aspect to how we can help all of our athletes and what we say at uh, whenever anyone signs up for camp, first day of camp, and I'll show them a map, and uh, it's like, okay, here's the bike ride. What's the most important thing on the map? People are like, oh, where the turns are, or where the hills are, or where the coffee shop is, or all these things, and they'll try to point things out. And I was like, actually, the most important thing on any map to find out where you want to go is where you are. So if you don't know where you are on any map, then you won't know how to get to where you want to be. And that's what Inside Tracker helps me with, is kind of knowing where you are. Mm-hmm. And then you can navigate a way forward. So, how long have you been working with Inside Tracker? Really recent, just this year. Oh, awesome. Yeah. So, I have been working with them for two years at least. They've been a sponsor of the podcast. Cool. And I also I interviewed David Sinclair mm-hmm. uh, on the podcast and also Jill Blander, who's the founder. And it's been game changing, like to know, to be that dialed into my health, to know what my blood biomarkers are saying and to understand what overtraining looks like and what it feels like. And to put those things together, it's very different. Like overtraining, it's a word, but then you can overtrain and feel tired, but you don't really know you're overtraining. It's like being hangry. Absolutely. I, I feel like, you know, then you see it in your blood and you're like, oh, okay, that's how I feel. So that's what's happening. So that's what I need to eat. And these are the things I need. 100%. Yeah. No, I, I couldn't agree more. The, yeah. it, it's pretty, like, there is a path forward with once you know where, where you are and where you stand with some of the blood biomarkers. I've already had two this year. What are you, what's your, like, what are you working on? Uh, so as an endurance athlete, iron can be low. 
Yeah. So I'm working on keeping my iron up and high. And believe it or not, as much time as I spend outside, my vitamin D, and I think we're all, we all might be We're all in the same boat. It's because, okay. I think it's because our skin stops absorbing it at a certain point of our lives. And so... You're saying we're older, Marnie? Is this no, at a certain point of our lives. That is totally up to you if you're older or not. But that depends on your inner age. Oh, but, well played. <laughs> I'm 10 years younger than my inner age. But I think that, you know, I, I don't know if this is a scientific fact, so I should just look it up. But I'm pretty sure that our skin is like how we absorb vitamin D and it stops working, you know, and especially if you're wearing sunscreen and everything else, which is very important because you don't want to get skin cancer. So yeah, so I think that vitamin D is just one of those things that you have to take as a supplement. Yeah. You can't, yeah. But everything else, I mean, you can yeah. get from food. So when we go outside, I will definitely use sunblock. Yeah. Um, and then the clothing I'm using right. uh, is, has UV protection as well. Yeah. And I think the, when I, the, my biggest exposure to vita, to sunlight is yeah. actually probably when I'm driving. Yeah. In your car. Yeah. And it's like, and there's certain times of day that we absorb more like the vitamin, oh. it's stronger the yep. sunlight. Right. So I don't know, but I love it. I love inside tracker. I'm glad that you're using that. I mean, I think it, do you use it also with your athletes? I do. And that awesome. was why we signed up okay. and got Great. on board with them is because of what they could offer to all of our athletes. Right. And that was the biggest jumping off point with and us. And how are your athletes finding it? You know, I, it, it's pretty early in the game uh, just because they're so new. Yeah. But um, one, of the, one of the athletes that I coach, uh, she is, she's already making, she's making like a whole, wholesale changes to her lifestyle in terms of like what she's eating and in her sleep habits. And she changed, based off of uh, the information she received, I, I said, hey, do you want to change one or two things to see if they're working? And she's like, nope, I'm going whole hog. I'm all in. Let's change all 19 right here. Oh, my here. God. <laughs> so we don't know which ones will work and won't work. That's but, amazing. But yeah. she's already feeling better, and she's got way more energy um, and more zest. I think that's where, like, kind of marrying that subjective to the objective. Yes. Uh, which is what we do on the bike. Yeah. Um, it's what most people should be doing on the run and the swim. Yeah, probably not doing it, but with a bike, you've got the computer in front of you. You can have instant feedback if right. you have a power meter and you're trying to marry your perceived level of exertion to what the actual, what it feels like right? versus the actual number. And same thing with the inside tracker. It's like, oh, I feel in general, I feel either lethargic or I feel energetic. And right. what are the biomarkers that indicate that feeling right. and trying to marry them? Yeah. And trying to optimize them. All right. Hope you are enjoying this conversation. Just jumping in here to give a shout out to today's sponsors, Inside Tracker, which Andy and I were just talking about. Inside Tracker is the ultra personalized nutrition platform that analyzes your blood, DNA, and lifestyle to help you optimize your body from the inside out. It transforms your body's data into meaningful insights and a customized action plan of the science-backed nutrition recommendations you need to optimize your health. Get 20% off today at insidetracker.com slash Marnie on the move or use our code CheersMarnie. This episode is also brought to you by Athletic Greens and AG1. I started using AG1 months ago 
and it has been an amazing addition to my daily wellness routine. I was looking to boost my immunity, improve my gut health, and optimize my endurance sports performance. I needed an all-in-one nutritional supplement that was easy to add to the mix that would also work with my sensitive gut. AG1 has 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food supplements, and adaptogens, and it's super simple to use. You just add one scoop to a cup of water. The travel packs are amazing too. I've been on the road with the show for the past month and having these AG1 packets with me was a real game changer for keeping my energy boosted and helping me stay healthy on the road and in flight. AG1 is a small micro habit with big benefits. It's one thing you can do every day to take great care of yourself. It contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything. And it tastes great too. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supplement of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash Marnie on the Move. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash Marnie on the Move to take ownership of your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Now, back to my conversation with Andy. Speaking of like computers on the bike and you know, the objective and the subjective and like, how do you feel versus what are the numbers? Yeah. And it's so important. That's like a major tool is, is looking at your Watts on the bike. And you know, when you're doing these races, I love the numbers of specifically on a bike. I think it takes unfamiliar things and puts them familiar, uh, and gives you, gives you a sense of confidence that goes along with it. Even though if it's a new, something new for you, a new sensation or a new route or uh, new weather conditions or whatever it may be, Oh, this is just like that. Yeah. And I know what I can push and hold and handle. And I think if you can clear that hurdle, some for some people, the barrier there and that hurdle is higher than other yeah. people. But if you can clear it, then the world of opportunity and what's at your fingertips, no matter where you live, is a lot more tangible. So... So like just speaking of like, you know, being able to mimic hills on a certain course, if you don't have the hills, like mm-hmm. you can mimic the watts that you would experience on those hills. hundred percent. Yeah. Yep. You go out and you push exactly the watts that you want to hold. I actually, I'll use a three second average and then I use the lap average. So I will ride a lot on my lap average and I know how to bump it up. I have a little like Star Trek thing that I I'll call down to the engine room. Really? Yeah. When I'm riding You're along. Like bump and, it up? Uh-huh. Yeah? yeah. What is that Star Trek thing? Okay. So I'm riding along. And whether for whatever reason, my power is not where I want it to be. And I'll just call in for more power. And my body, my legs say, Roger that. Here you go. And then they respond. I can usually. Is that like your mental? Is that yes. your, yeah. Okay. That's my that's, mental That's your game. like positive that's self-talk? Like, uh-huh. hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. No, I, I'm going to use that. I'm going to yeah. be like, hello, it, legs. Yeah. <laughs> we need some energy. Can you send us some energy? And, and their answer should always be yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yes. Totally. Here you go, boss. We got you. Yes, boss. Copy that. Uh-huh. That's awesome. Um, yeah. So I'll use that. I'll, I'll be like, oh, and I know how to, to elicit one more watt. And you like, it's really hard to jump multiple Watts or 10 Watts at a time yeah. unless it's really short interval. So the longer intervals, it's just one at a time. Keep creeping it up. You, you find, I find these routes that I'll do near where I live and 
Where do you live again? I live in Colorado Springs. Oh, okay. Colorado yeah. Springs. Yeah. So what are you, you know, what are you excited about on this race course? Cause you know, you did the 70.3 mm-hmm. and I mean, this is just such a cool course. Uh, I think we're going to, well, this is really a dynamic course. Uh, we've got late hills on the bike. The water's colder than you think. It's a little bit of take your breath away if you haven't been in the water yet. I wouldn't. I don't know if the all the athletes will be allowed to touch the water before the race starts. Oh, really? I hope that they will. Uh, if you're listening, go to the other side, touch the water, put your face in, and really try to get your body to calm down because of the cold. It's a little bit like a knife attack on yeah. your face. How do you how do you do that? Like swim in cold water when it's that cold? When it's super cold, you have to, so there's like the mammalian reflex and you will it'll kind of shudder your windpipe and yeah. and you feel like you're getting nervous and you can't breathe and oh no, what's happening? So uh, what I will do is I'll dunk my head a couple of times and then I'll open up my wetsuit the pinnacle wetsuit um, that I made. I'll open it up near the neck and I'll scoop water in. And then it's like, okay, I got the cold against my body. Then I drain the wetsuit and I go back in and it's just, I, there's a mantra. I'll tell myself, you're okay. You're okay. You're okay. And after about 90 seconds, I find that I stop saying that I'm okay. And I am okay. That yeah. sounds like great. No, because I have a lot of, I mean, you know, I'm personally, if you listen to the podcast, swimming is my biggest challenge in when it comes to everything on the race course, because it's just wasn't, I didn't, I mean, I grew up windsurfing above the water, not in the water. And when it's cold, I completely wig out. And I definitely think that I'm going to drown. And I literally talk myself into a panic. And every, so I, I do the races, like, listen, I've done like, eight or I think like seven or eight 70.3s and I go and I put myself in the situation every time because I'm not going to let that stop me but I'm not a fast swimmer because the swim for me is all about just surviving (laughs) okay so I would recommend for you to touch the water before the race starts and you need to get that to to calm yourself down it's going to take about five minutes got to dunk the head there's a big difference between putting your whole body in just with your face out and then putting your head in. When you put your face in the water, that's when that shock happens. And those panic attacks that you're feeling, they're yeah, real. They're real. They yeah. suck. Yeah. I've had them. So how I'm do you, sorry. and that's how you come, that's how you get over it. Yeah. What was your toughest swim? What was your most challenging swim? So one time I escaped from Alcatraz okay. Triathlon, where yeah. you race from Alcatraz, uh, the rock, and you swim into the shores at... Um, at the Marina Green and Chrissy Field near in San Francisco. So we, there's no warm up. You're not allowed to, you know, you're jumping off of a boat and the race starts. And uh, I remember one, I've done it a bunch, I don't know, 13, 14 times. And I jumped in one time and uh, it was super cold and it shocked me. Uh, you know, maybe 30 seconds into the race, I rolled over onto my back and I said, Oh, this stinks. I do love the sport of triathlon. I love what I do. Yeah. And I was like, this stinks. This is how I die. Um, I die in the race that I love and you know, I hope everybody, they don't mourn for me because I was doing something I love. Uh, It sucks. I'm going to die. Yeah. And I was just resigned to the fact that I was panicking Yeah. and I was going down. And this was when you were a pro or before you were pro? Oh no, this is, this is a couple years ago. Oh, okay. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. So I've got, I've developed a few techniques before that. If you can't get into the water here and you know it's going to be cold, I would suggest bringing some ice water to the race, splashing it on your face, pouring it down your suit and down your neck. 
Wow. Okay. Um, and 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 getting and or filling up your cap with ice water. Yeah. And putting it on. So is this as cold as Cordelin? Yeah, I think it's about. That sounds right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we're in the high fifties. Yeah. It's cold, but it's not unswimmable. Right. Fifty-five is is borderline. Like, oh wow, that's pretty cold. I don't know if I want to swim. Fifty-four is. I don't think I want to swim. Yeah. Fifty-three is no. And yeah. 52 is absolutely not. I'm not playing. <laughs> I'm taking my goggles and going home. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we've all been there. <laughs> and we're at, we're at 59 high. I wouldn't say it'll be 60 on race day because we'll have a few warm days. Yeah. I mean, much the opposite of Kona. <laughs> yeah. No, no. It's going to be cold. Like, it'll be a little shocking cold. And then with the ride, there's going to be some wind. I think the smaller you are, the more you're affected. If you're, especially if you're not used to the wind, it can make you make mistakes. So in, in terms of the professional field on the men and the women, you'll see people roll the dice and yeah. take some risks, which is exciting. And the, for the people that want to win, you need to do it. You need to take risks because yeah. go big or go home. And if you want that opportunity to call yourself a world champ, you got to swing big at some point in the day. And some people think it's going to be on the bike and maybe it'll be mile 40 that they think it or mile 70. We don't know when. And is that like a mistake or you think it's like you got to do it? It's a must do. It's not a mistake if, it, if you win. No. <laughs> so what <laughs> does that... plays off. Like what, is, what does swing big mean? Like, you know, ramp up your power. Is it like, mm-hmm. you know, power through the wind? Like, yep. Yeah. It'll, okay. be, it'll be, you'll see a surge and yeah. a power, a, like a power surge and a breakaway. And it's like, oh, is that for real? Or is this, is this a contender play or a pretender play? And yeah. you never know. And if they back it up, that was a... A player all along. And then with the hills on the run, I think you're going to... And it'll get a little warm. Yeah, it'll be hot. And I think because everybody's biking so fast these days, we're willing to just chance it on the run. You're going to see that from everyone in the top five took a big risk and it paid off. The rest of the top 10 took a risk somewhere. Um, Maybe not as big, but it paid off. Um, you'll see a few people in the 20s. It's like, ooh, didn't quite work out. Or you came in with something that you just didn't want to announce, like maybe you're nursing an injury or you're, yeah. you're not quite where you want to be fitness-wise. So what's your strategy? I'm not airing this before. <laughs> strategy for me, um, so I think this is true for everybody. you got to race to your strengths. Yeah. Uh, I think you got to train away your weaknesses and race to your strengths and race to where you are mentally in that day. Every day I show up, to a race, it's not the same. I don't race the same every race. A l- little bit of it is I get a feel for the day and then I'll have some sort of mantra that's stuck into my brain mm-hmm. and it's on loop, it's on repeat and it'll be something, it could be a benign comment a stranger said or it could be a really impactful thing that one of my kids or my wife tells me. Yeah. Um, lots of it has is, is really positive positive affirmations. Yeah. You need Um, some positive self-talk. Oh yeah. Uh, I'll tell you something about positive self-talk. You get to go to bed with you every night. You get to wake up with you every night. You get to brush your own teeth every day. And the person that you're looking at in the mirror, they better be your biggest advocate. And some days you have it and some days you don't, but the way you talk to yourself, it matters because the, it can be a snowball effect and that you want it to be a building snowball, not a deteriorating one. Yeah, it's so true. It's so true. Sometimes I see that on running where you're like not having a good run day 
you're out on the course and you're, you know, I, I don't know. I, I have a parade of negative self-talk that really, you no, know, I stop it. I stop it immediately. I know it, you know, it's the first step is like knowing you're doing it and then like stop it. But you know, not every day is a good day. Not every race is a good race. Not every, yeah. I'd say it's not a great day, but you're it's, out it there is racing. Yeah. And that's pretty awesome. I will, even if it's a bad day, if it's going south quickly for me it'll be real positive and i actually don't go into the negative bucket at all i go from all the way like this is crazy positive oh i'm so glad this is happening to me right now even if it's blowing up and then it'll be like i'll go real quickly into comical this is just funny yeah Um, okay got a good story here and then i get right out of comical and be like i'm so glad that i flatted because I needed to just ride my own ride. Now I will uh, work on my flat changing skills. Yeah. I needed to brush up on these and I'll get that flat back fixed and I'll keep it. And if I double flat, it's like, oh, that's a tough one. Have I ever double flatted before? Nope. But this is going to be the day and maybe I'll storm back in and no, it's it is all, what it is. Yeah. And, and I try to turn it into something positive and you can do the same. Yeah. No, I, I've learned to do that, but I, it takes a lot to get to that place as an athlete. I mean, it's easy to say, right? We're sitting easy. here, but when you're out on the course, it's like, all right, you got you, you to do it. You got to make it work. But isn't that what life yeah. is? It's yeah. in the doing. Yeah. It's not I mean, in the talking. Yeah. It's and in the doing. It's in the doing. And we all just came out of this pandemic, right? And we've mm. all had to pivot. and. Yeah. And you don't know what you're carrying into the day, like how everything else that's buttressing and supporting your pursuits in life, how that's all, like, is it precarious or does it have a really strong foundation? Nobody really knows. And each day is different as well. So amazing. Do you have any training tips or advice that you learned as a pro that you would offer to age groupers in general, like a general, a general one? Yeah. I've got lots of them. If you want to get all of them, you got to come to camp. Okay. Tell me when (laughs) I'm already, I'm so busy next year. I'm quitting my job. (laughs) So we'll, oh, wait. We'll, this we is don't my have job. camp scheduled for 2023, but okay. we'll have probably three and they'll be on andypottsracing.com sometime. Probably in the fall. We'll post in the fall. We have one in, in Olympic city, Colorado Springs coming up at the end of July. So for in general, what's all right. So got to race to your strengths. I would recommend to everybody to build into each leg of a triathlon when you're racing. You want to think about what's the fastest way. All right, so right now we're, we're really knocking on two hours for the fastest human to ever go under a marathon. That person is not going to go out in 58 minutes and come back in an hour and one minutes. They're going to go out an hour and one and come back in 58. Right. So they're going to negative split that marathon. You look at the fastest way to time trial, and when you're looking at the, uh, the hour record or any other way, they are descending and building and negative splitting these efforts. Same thing with swimming, uh, the fastest 1,500-meter freestyle. You look at the Olympic gold medalist. He, it was uh, at the 750 mark. He negative split. So these are world record holders. Why, aren't, why isn't everybody taking a page out of their book? They get excited a little early. And you can be excited, but you don't need to dump all your physical energy in that excitement. Just let it buttress you and be the sail at your back. So that's my biggest recommendation is try to negative split and build into each leg of of the race again we're sitting here quiet calm cool collected easier said than done i mean we're here at the ufos recovery studio Mm -hmm. i know you've had an experience with ufos sure and i think every every athlete every person every listener of this podcast is like gonna be ufos 
immersed, <laughs> but I mean, it's a worthy immersion because these shoes are game changing. Yeah. They do make your feet, uh, smile. Um, happy feet extends through your body. So anyone who's had, you know, whether it's a stub toe or, or any kind of, uh, lower below your knee injury, uh, the importance of good shoes. Um, yeah. I actually have them in my house. Um, they're my house shoes. Yeah. Uh, so they, the great arch support. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Awesome. This has been great. Thank you, Marnie. Thank you so much, Andy. Great meeting you. I'll see you in camp. Fantastic. (laughs) Thanks for tuning in to Marnie on the Move live from the UFOS Recovery Lounge at Ironman World Championships in St. George, Utah. If you like what you hear, leave us a five-star review on Apple, give us five stars on Spotify, and share this episode with your friends on social.